You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up-to-date information, tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel, weekdays at noon. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Ready to rumble! Zinger Nation jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's up, everybody? All right, all right. That's how I used to open it. Now I've been saying yo, but what's up? This is the Power Hour. Welcome to it. This is your idea time, right? The next 90 minutes is going to be focused on ideas, guys. I'm going to start today off the way that I start every single day. Somebody's saying Space Guru needs his own power hour or SPAC Guru. I totally agree. But but all right, Let, let's hit it. Point of this show, like I mentioned, is, is to get the ideas flowing. That's what we're doing, guys. Uh, ideas not, not just coming from myself, not just from our guests, uh, but most importantly, out of all of you in there in the chat, guys. So, so I'm going to make the first ask of the day that the first ask is going to be put in the stocks you're looking at. Shout out XIII. Uh, I've got my glorious air horn back. He's the one who controls all the sounds up here. Oh, but you can't hear it, but that's all right. I, I tried. I pressed the button. Uh, but, but first ask of the day, guys, drop in those tickers that you are looking at today. Uh, did, did Jason go to Mars? Maybe. He might, he might make a make a little appearance sometime this week. Um, but all right, uh, agenda on the day. So 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 a few things. We're, we're going to look at NFTs today and, and talk a little bit about NFT plays. First, that's the first thing we're going to do. Uh, news. We're, we're going to have some news to get to today. Uh, some interesting news, I think, out of uh, PayPal. And then also, uh, let's talk about Kathy Wood for a second. Um, and, and then due diligence. We're going to do a nice little due diligence lesson. Uh, to talk about how I think through some of these stocks that I own that, you know, for, for a long time, not the ones where I'm buying it on, on, you know, sort of like a, a YOLO swing trade rip, but don't worry. We'll have plenty of those. Uh, but, but we'll actually talk about some of, some of this longer term due diligence that, that we are doing guys. Um, 1230 Alan Trindall is joining us one o'clock Dave Mazza from, from direction ETFs. Really interesting. They just launched a hydrogen ETF, right? We, we've talked about hydrogen, hydrogen stocks a lot. So we're going to talk about some of the holdings in that ETF, why they hold them, and, and sort of what, what the future of the hydrogen space is. And then 115, favorite of the chat, favorite of Zinger Nation, all of us out there, we, we love him. Ripster, that's right, Ripster is going to be coming on, joining us live, 115. Uh, of, of course, always spitting the info both on the uh, 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 sort of the swing trade side of things and the education side of things. So, so, so that's what we're going to be doing, guys. I, I don't see Drew on here, so, so I'm rolling solo, at least for the time being. I think that means that I gotta, I gotta roll some sleeves up and, and really dive into this thing. No, 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 just laughing it off. You know, I, I saw somebody say, "Why, why is Drew here yesterday?" The reason why Drew is here is because going for two hours straight by yourself is very tough. Okay. I, I don't get the pause, you know, it, it's, you know, <laughs> you, you, you don't have anybody to do just like, why do we do user calls sometimes? Cause my throat hurts. All right. If I've been talking for 45 minutes straight, I need a break. I need to take some drink out of my big water jug. Okay. That's the deal. But all right. Uh, uh, NFTs, uh, X, I, 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 he threw in the first ticker of the day. So, so let's look at it. 
uh, W-K-E-Y-Y-S-K-E. It's an NFT play. I'm going to go ahead, add my screen there. Let's get the soundboard going. Time to wake up. Let's try it again. There's the soundboard for you. Try it again. Producer Rohan Zane, try it again. Air horns of the week. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Wise key. Uh, adding, adding my screen onto the stream here. Check out this chart. This is a one month chart that we're looking at. So, so all the way on the left-hand side, we're going back a month. The stock went from eight bucks to 1780. Okay. Why is the stock up? I, I just have this nice little trusty alert here on my Benzinga pro telling me wise key shares spike to session high following news of wise art NFT marketplace. So this is in fact an NFT play. If, if, if you have, have been, if you need some to kill some airtime, you can try getting in touch with, with Voyager customer service. All right. If, if you guys want the Voyager CEO to come onto the show tomorrow, let me know. I, I, I've got a very good relationship with them. Um, so, so, you know, if you want them to come on, hit the one in the chat. If not, we'll talk about other stocks. I talk about Voyager a lot. So I have tried not to for the past week or so, but maybe we'll have to do that today. Um, but all right, all right, wise key NFT play. If you don't know what NFTs are, they're they're, they're basically digital art. Uh, foo foo I see the foo two on there. Um, uh, but but wise key di- digital art, right? We we have the NBA Top Shot. That that's probably the most well known, at least in society, example of it. Um, but but wise key, another one of those NFT plays. Uh, and and let, let let's go a step beyond sort sort of these stocks that, that we all already know about. Guys, like, let's go beyond the, these wise keys. Let, let's go beyond the HOFEs, right? The, these are the ones that have already run. Last week, we did what I think is one of the coolest things that we've done yet on the Power Hour. Let me bring this onto the screen. We crowdsourced this, guys. We, we, we dropped this link in the chat, and we said to Zinger Nation, we, we said, what are any stock that could be an NFT play? Drop the ticker in the chat there. And we got 46 stocks, 45 stocks contributed from the community as, hey, these are potential NFT stocks. Uh, you know, these stocks could 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 run up, um, you know, on speculation that they're getting into NFTs, as we've seen so many times. If you guys recall, last week on the Power Hour, we had the CEO of Liquid Media Group, that's ticker YVR, Yankee Victor Romeo, on the show. Um, and, and basically, uh, the stock got halted live on a circuit breaker on the show. I asked the question about NFTs. Okay. I, I, that the, the question that I asked was, and somebody's saying, can you, you drop the link in here? Yes. I'm going to drop the link in the sheet is still editable. So please be respectful. Don't go delete everything. Um, you know, I just there pasted the link into the YouTube chat, uh, for, for all of our zingers out there, um, to, to go in and check it out. Be respectful. Don't, don't delete the content Add If you have something actually to contribute, please add it in there. Um, so, so we can grow, grow this community, grow this database. Um, but, but all right, uh, uh, YVR liquid media group, let's go back and talk about it for a second. Um, so, uh, I, uh, the stock was way up. I'll I'll pull up the chart here, ticker YVR stock was way up on, on basically speculation, no announcement from the company, but speculation that it was going to be an NFT play, right? They're they're going to get into these non-fungible tokens, et cetera. When we asked the question about it, the stock got, got halted on the circuit breaker. So, so anybody out there, um, you know, who, who was watching all of us zingers, we were right on top of that one. I mean, we were the room where it happened, where the circuit breaker happened. Um, and, and so we, we got the news first. 
So, so guys, ch- check out again. I'm going to go back to the sheet. This is a list of all the potential NFT plays. It's in alphabetical order. The, the reason why we are doing this is, is because we want to have the... Somebody already effed it up. Jesus Christ, you guys. God damn it. I might have to take off edit, edit, edit history, but somebody already screwed up the sheet. Okay, restoring it to the previous version. I can do that because I'm the admin on the sheet. Um, so there we go. Now it's all fixed again. Okay. Um, so so again, please be courteous. But but uh, yeah yeah. And and why is uh, Liquid Media Group? We never talked about that one after the interview. They they they, they never said uh, that that they're not getting into NFTs. They basically said, hey, we're exploring it and we want to figure out how to integrate it into our business. So I think that was actually a very bullish comment that the YVR CEO made. I'm not in the stock, right? I'm a little bit too close to the story to be to be comfortable in in, in making a transaction off of it. But but I I really liked that that he said, um, you know, we're figuring out how to bring this into our business. The market didn't like it at the time. But when I went back and I listened to that interview again, I thought it was actually a very bullish uh, NFT comment. So 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 I like that one. I, I will, I'll throw this one out to the chat, guys. Um, and yeah, so somebody else, somebody else in the chat is saying, uh, you know, combos positive. People just wanted immediate news. Exactly. Right. So, so if you guys liked, like YVR right now, you, you'd hit it on the long side. Give me the one, if not hit the two, I would definitely be a one again. I'm not making any transactions in the stock. I'm too close to the story to, to, to feel comfortable. Um, but, but I think it's, it's a super interesting one. And I did in fact think that those comments were pretty positive and, and let, let me take this one Pro- producer Rohan. Th- this is going to be one to snip. Let's talk about some of these wins that we had both in our live programming and on Benzinga Pro last week. We cornered the the NFT market. So 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 uh, let, let let me talk talk about some of these stories that we had, okay? So so first things first, ticker YVR Liquid Media Group, we mentioned that the stock was run up on speculation that would be an NFT play. We had the CEO on our show talking about how they're going to be exposed to NFTs in the future. That literally caused the stock to be halted on a circuit breaker while he was talking live on on Benzinga Pro and on the Benzinga Network. Number two, ticker HOFV. All right, we got exclusive comments from the company that that they are exploring NFTs, right? That that went out to our Benzinga Pro users. Stock exploded off of that. And then number three, uh, we we did an interview with the HOFV CEO. Again, the stock moved 20% off of that. So we had a 20% move off of the YVR. 20% 20% off, or sorry, 80% off of HOFV1, 80% move, and then 20% off of HOFV2 all last week. So if you are a Benzinga Pro user, shout out to you. You got all that. Uh, if not, pro.benzinga.com, two-week free trial. There's the deal there. And, of course, all these other NFT stocks are covering all the news breaking in real time. But all right, that that that's as as far as I'm going, guys. With 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 the NFT stuff for today. If you have other favorite NFT stocks, again, drop them in. Holy crap! Okay, I thought it was all gone. Drop them in the spreadsheet. Be respectful, please. It's an open spreadsheet for us all to to, to build a community here and, and help each other out. Um, you know, like see somebody saying CSCW. I don't know that one, but but again, that's what Zinger Nation is all about, guys. Drop in the notes, right? Go over to one of these columns. Drop in the notes on it. Say say why you like it. What makes it interesting, etc. That that that's what we're doing here, um, and, and I I see that that our good friend, Mr. Drew, is is on with us. Uh, I'm gonna take a sip of water and let Drew say what's up to everybody. How we doing, guys? Glad to be here. Excited to talk with Hot Stocks Luke as always. There we go. Okay, give me my water break. Um, Drew, 
let, let, let's let's dig into a little bit of news, okay? All right, we, we, we've, we've got two pieces of news. We've got PayPal and we have Kathy Ark. Or, ah, Kathy Ark. Kathy Wood, Ark Invest. Um, you, you pick which one we do first. Let's do Kathy. All right, so so let's do do Kathy, guys. Um, so so again, we're we're about to hit a couple quick news updates. Producer Rohan said, "Give him a shout out whenever we're about to to do some news." So all right, K- Kathy Wood, right? No, known for for her funds, especially focused on on innovation, up and coming sectors, that sort of thing. Uh, just yesterday, we we have Kathy Wood's space ETF. That the ticker on that one is ARKX. Is a fish is officially live. So, so if you are a Kathy Wood believer, you've been tracking her funds. Um, uh, if, if you are interested in the space sector, right, that there, she now has this ETF to give you exposure to the space stocks. Um, again, it, it just opened for trading last, you know, pr- pretty much flat today, uh, right, right around twenty dollars and thirty three cents right now. Uh, and, and let's go ahead. Let, let's look at some of the the holdings in this ETF. I'm gonna go ahead and zoom us in. There, there, there's a couple that 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 make a lot of sense. There are a couple which are are sort of surprising. You know, I'll, I'll just read through the the top three holdings on this new again Kathy Wood Space ETF. The first one, Trimble ticker TRMB. Number two, the 3D printing ETF. So so an ETF holding an ETF PRNT. The third one, Kratos Defense and Security KTOS. That is a defense contractor. Um, those all seem like they make sense. Uh, other names that we'll all recognize in here, we've got NVIDIA, uh, you've got Boeing. Um, and now let's do a couple surprising ones, Drew. I, I'm going to give you what I think are the three most surprising holdings in the Kathy Wood Space ETF. And, and give, give me your hot take reaction on them, okay? And, and, and everybody in the chat, Zinger Nation, I'm putting this call out to you. If, if this makes sense, uh, uh, you know, t- tell me why it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, throw me the one uh, and, and you're hanging out there with me. All right. 13th largest holding in the space ETF, John Deere. Okay. No reaction on that one. Uh, re- re- ready for the next one. Number 26, this is the one that, that confuses me the second most. 26 uh, in, in the space ETF, uh, you have Netflix. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, John Deere, maybe, right? That's um, that's like right building equipment and all that types of stuff, right? Maybe we're going to be mining some asteroids. You know, maybe John Deere will get there one day. Netflix, like, are we going to be watching... Um, Stranger Things on Mars, maybe? I don't know. All right. And, and then I'm going to give you one more out of there. Uh, Amazon.com, number 14. You need I more mean, Amazon exposure, you got an ETF for it. Prime, right? Two days. Doesn't matter what planet you're on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. And, and yes, and, and I, I will say this too, right? Uh, we'll have some fun today, guys. So, so first things first, smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you aren't. Please like the stream. We're only at 550 people here. We, we've got to get these numbers up. Otherwise, you know, you notice Jason's not here this week. There's a correlation to that, okay? So, so Benzinga programming, you know, it's a little bit at risk. we got to get these numbers up. So share the stream. Like the stream. We'll get this going. Uh, and we're going to do a Benzinga Pro giveaway again. We're, I'm banned from pro giveaways, but, hey, if we're coming into our last couple of weeks, um you know then then we're just giving away pros i don't care uh so so best joke of the day it is going going to win some joke some 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 benzinga pros 
right now, best joke of the day, my favorite is is Nate Miller. I'm going to write this down on my notepad that I have every day, okay? who If somebody's got to top him, they're going to get the Benzinga Pro. Uh, but I love that. She put John Deere in there as a summer play. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Okay. All right, so, so there's one piece of news for us. I'm going to do, give us a second piece of news. Let me go ahead and pull up my trusty Benzinga Pro here. P-Y-P-L. And dang, they banned you. Yeah, I'm banned from giving away Benzinga Pros. PayPal. PayPal uh, announcing an interesting crypto play here, right? We, we saw some great crypto price action. If you're if you're a Bitcoin bull, uh, nearing 60,000 mark. I haven't checked in the past hour or so, but but we might have reached uh that 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 sixty thousand mark in bitcoin again uh we, we only hit the hit, hit that uh a couple weeks ago over a weekend um but paypal now announcing an experimental program uh where users will be able to buy and sell products with cryptocurrency uh if you guys recall i i was a big bitcoin bull a few months ago I, i've now ex since exited the position uh but but it was a nice runner for us and basically the reason why we liked paypal at that time was because it was a safer crypto play, right? It, it was getting some of that nice crypto momentum. Uh, and it's also, you know, a, a mega cap stock, right? It's a $300 billion market cap stock. It's a lot less volatile than, than these, you know, riots or Maras or even cough, cough Voyagers. Um, but again, PayPal announcing a, a new pilot program to let users transact in goods uh, with cryptocurrency. Huge move for, for cryptos, in my opinion, right? Because if you think about the, the number of people who have PayPal accounts and now can start using cryptos in, in their day-to-day -day lives, right, and, and actually use that to, to transact rather than, you know, hey, I'm buying this as a speculative thing, or people, you know, who, who can't figure out how to actually buy, buy cryptos, um, you know, that, that that's the, the deal there. Again, very, very interesting move made by PayPal. Uh, I'm not in the stock now, um, but but I, it is one that I added to the watch list, guys. So stay tuned later this week. Uh, I'll, I'll give a definitive yes, no as to whether or not I'm, I'm getting into PayPal. I'm zooming out the chart here. Here's three months. We, we see some nice levels of support right around 226, 227. Um, and the stock's been going sideways for, for a little while now. Uh, if we get a bounce off of support or we get a break above this cluster of highs in the 240 level, that will be my cue to get into the stock while we're hanging out in the middle. I'm just on the sidelines. Um, so, so, again, guys, uh, ticker PYPL going on the Luke Jacoby watch list there. That's one of your favorites, Luke. I'm, I know you exited it, but um, I'm interested that you, you exited it because I think that's something that you would just kind of hold, you know, PayPal, PayPal Mafia, great guys that were in it, still pretty good management, very clear, you know, objectives, very clear fintech play. Uh, this, this screams your name. Yes. And Drew, look at these jokes we have coming in. Suez Canal was a bullish wedge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty good. Uh, uh, I like this one too. <laughs> Our space fund hold my deer. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. He's right, right up there with Nate. I'm writing that one down too. All right. <laughs> James is right up there with Nate. All right, Drew. Uh, uh, and for folks who are just joining us, I'm going to make the ask that I, I make too many times a day. 
but it's important to me. So sorry if we're, if we're doing two hours a day of, of free ideas uh, that, that I'm at least going to make some very simple asks, which is to like the show, share the stro- show, use the hashtag Zinger Nation. All right, that, that's what we all are uh, up on the docket for today. I'm going to do a, a quick uh, deep dive into due diligence and talk about how I do some some due diligence on a stock that I own for the... Actually, you know what? We'll save that. We're going to save that one for after our first guest. Okay, Drew? Hold me to it. All right, we're going to do a due diligence lesson. Uh, 12.45 Eastern. Uh, I want to talk about support.com. That's a stock that I have a bearish trade in. I want to give you guys an update as to where I'm at that one right now uh, and if, if I'm holding out in it. Um, and then major guests coming on today, guys. Uh, 12.31, 1.15. Awesome guest lineup. So Alan Trindall is coming on with us in just a couple minutes here. 1 o'clock, Dave Mazza, Direction ETF. So, uh, they just launched a hydrogen ETF, right? We, we've talked a lot about hydrogen, about how hydrogen is enabling mobility. Um, and, and a lot of these futuristic stock plays are in, in the hydrogen space. So, so we're going to be checking that one out. Um, and, and then uh, 1.15, Ripster, our favorite Ripster, is going to be coming on. Dropping some trade ideas, etc. Drewski, do you do you follow Ripster on Twitter? I I got up my fintech game. You know, I'm adding more and more people every single day, but I'll follow him now. Right. There it is, boom. So all right, Drew, and 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 give us. But before we bring our first guest on, drop us an idea. Get, give us a stock you like. Tell us why you like it. And then again, we're we're gonna have a guest. Then I'm gonna do my due diligence lesson. We're going to talk hydrogen, and we're going to talk swing trades all in the next hour or so. So stay tuned. We're, we're going to be running. But that was your cue. To give us hot stock. Give a, give a stock you like. Yep. I think Trimble is really well set up now just because, number one, it's her number one holding, Kathy's number one holding in the space ETF. And, you know, with tech pulling back and a lot of interesting things happening, stock does not care. Stock has been on a awesome trajectory really going straight up to that right corner and i think it's really posed to still continue some nice growth you know the stock kind of just has been trading a little bit in a channel but you know i think with everything kind of getting pulled back palantir one of my big positions kind of taking a hit um trimble looks pretty nice oh man this stock is poised for a breakout so, so check this out, guys. This is something that, that, that I always like to, like to look at in charts. This is a one-year chart with daily candles. So each red or green line here represents a day. Um, look at how long this thing has been moving sideways for. I mean, ba- basically since since early February, so so about two full months, we, we have some pretty clear highs right here, right? You, you've got highs, two highs put in, two high days right around 77.50. Then you have a third one that just happened, it looks like, today. I like this Trimble trade, Drewski. I'm yeah. hitting it long. I'm, all right, there it is. First idea of the day, Trimble hitting it long. I, I like how the chart looks. It's been going sideways. It's right at those highs. I want to see a breakout and a move to the to move higher, a move to the upside. Uh, and then I like the positive energy that it gets from being in that Kathy Wood Space ETF, again, that, that just debuted today. Um, and and so so it's going to get more commentary, right? It, it's the number one holding of that ETF. So 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 we we've got some potential positive catalysts, right? We might get the CEOs on Kramer, uh, some of that MB, CNBC chatter. We're going to get Twitter chatter. So I like that the energy going into the stock off the name. So, so you gave me. I always like to look for the numbers and the story number side of thing. The the chart looks good. Story we we've got got some positive energy that could be flowing into this one. So so Drewski, I am going to hit this Trimble trade long. I don't have my brokerage account open yet. But, but while we bring our first guest on here, you'll see me logging in. 
I'll be doing it. Yeah, I think it has the numbers on the chart and in the fundamentals on the uh, the balance sheet, we'll call it. Um, you know, it trades at like a 30 PE, which basically is free nowadays because what trades under a 30 PE that has that much growth? So I think it's nice and it's really posed to grow, has a great story, has some great numbers. I think it's going to be a really interesting play. All right. All right. I like it, Drew. I said I put you on the spot. I said drop us an idea. Um, and, and you delivered. And without further ado, I want to get our first guest brought on to the show here. I, I'm going to roll our nice little guest video. Boom. Alan, what's up, man? Welcome to the Power Hour. How's it going? Going well. Good day thus far. How about yourself? No complaints. It's uh, sunny and not freezing cold, so everything's good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and, and I'm hearing myself twice. I don't know if you have a, a speaker adjustment that could be made. If not, it's not horrible. That will boo us if it is horrible, so we'll definitely know. Yeah. Um, but if there's an easy that. solution, I'm, I'm going to throw the ask out there. Just make sure you don't have YouTube open, too. Yeah, I do, but it's muted. Okay. Hold on, wait. There we go. I don't hear myself. Do you still hear me? Uh, I can hear you. All right. There's the we fixed it. Perfect. Pr 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 pretty darn easy. Cool. All right, man. How, uh, how, how's your day going? You already said it's going well. In anything especially exciting. So, so I, I hate when people say, like, how are you doing? Right, because I feel like it's it's like a it's a bullshit question. I mean, let's face it, right? The yeah. answer is good. There's one answer. So I always say, what's especially exciting in your world right now? Because any like you actually get something some interesting tidbit from people. Uh, I mean, I guess really just seeing some stuff bounce today. FedEx is running back up. And Tesla ran up a little bit, so we got to take advantage of some of that. Been holding those for a few days, so um, <clears throat> things are. I mean, I don't know. Things just look kind of mixed. Um, Viacom, that's kind of exciting. They got a little bounce on that today. I was playing the calls for the bounce. Um, so, and are you still in that Viacom trade? I'm not. I got out earlier. Okay. Wait, wait, give us something you're in right now so we can look at it. And you can so I'm, I'm still in FedEx. I'm looking for FedEx to break 300, uh, or at least okay. test it. All right. So uh, I'm going to pull this chart up here. All right, so, so we're talking about FedEx, guys. It's ticker FDX, Foxtrot, Delta, X-Ray, if you don't know it. Um, here, here's a one-year chart up. I don't know if that's the right time horizon to have up. Uh, but, but if so, will, will you talk us through what you were seeing on the chart that, that made you bullish on it? So let's see here. So I, I got on these calls. So I've got the uh, uh, June 18th, 300 calls. I got them about it was the last Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, right, right when everything was kind of selling off, uh, there was a lot of call flow that came through for that exact same strike, and it just looked really strong. And uh, some volume came back in, and so I decided to take it for long. And I, I really do think you can test 300 here. And if it does, it holds it, I and mean, it's just a steady grind up. <clears throat> so I mean, FedEx is a beast. They're continuing to take over more market share. And I, just, I think it's got a lot of opportunity here for the upside, especially for these June calls. There's not a lot of uh, implied volatility on them, but they – when it runs up like it has today, you know, they they do move quite a bit. So, uh, absolutely. And, and so, uh, you, you said you have the, the three hundred strike June calls on FedEx. Um, how long would you plan to hold that? Um, so I've currently got a stop on them at uh, nine dollars a contract. So if it drops below that, I'll go ahead and take profit. 
Um, okay. But ideally, I'd, I mean, I'd really like it to go ahead and, and push 300. And if it looks like it's going to hold, I'm just going to keep moving the stop up the entire way. Um, so it's kind of hard to say a time frame with how shaky things have been in the last week, week and a half. I mean, the, every, everybody's confused for the first hour of trading. Um, you know, for every every you know sweep that you have coming in for calls, there's another one that's equal to that for puts, and just nobody has any idea. It doesn't seem, at least based on the flow. So, I'm just kind of watching it day by day. <clears throat> okay, uh, and 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 it sounds like tell me if this is accurate, but but it sounds like you 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 treat your your swing trades in a similar way that I do, which is when the thing is moving, I don't have a target price where I'm saying, hey, it hits 300, I'm out. Right, I I say let, let the momentum ride. I'm gonna keep moving those stops up. I, I do every single day, um, and and you don't I don't know at least when the momentum's gonna stop carrying it. So rather than selling myself short and bombing out of the position, uh, you, you know I, I keep that position on there, move the stops up, um, and hey when 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 the energy runs out, that then I, I bail on the trade. Otherwise, I'm staying in it. That's it. You know my my favorite saying is that no one ever went poor taking profit. And, um, yeah, I think there's always another buying opportunity. You know, if, if two days go by and the momentum still continues, then if it looks like it's going to continue even further, then great, just re-enter. I mean, it's worst-case scenario is you lose a couple bucks on the re-entry, but, you know, you could also just stay in it and lose everything anyway. So, um, you know, that, that's, I've got no emotional attachment to, to any of this stuff. Um, you know, you have to have some, some degree of conviction, but, you know, as, as long as you have conviction in what the, the chart is supposed to do, then you can at least take that variable out. And from there, it's just based on uh, where it actually moves. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking profit when you start getting up in a 40, 50, 70 or 100 percent return on some of these contracts. It just it makes sense to start closing things out. Yep. Uh, to totally agreed. Um, all right. And, and do, you, do you have another one on the radar that we can look at? Um, yeah, I was actually in and out of Tesla this morning. Uh, okay. So, so what what chart should I pull up? What time horizon? I did a uh, I did a daily, and I was really looking at a bounce. Let me flip my back over to daily here. So and if I'll, you have a screen to share, you can go ahead and do that. Right sure. Now I'm sharing mine, but but I don't really have elegant charts. Yeah, let's see here. There we go. So you had some interactive there too. Always good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was really looking for a bounce. Great, you can see my account number and everything on there. Have fun. All right, well, hold on, I'll hide it. Tell me when you're ready. I'm good. Okay. So yeah, I was really just looking at the supports this morning. This this 570 area looked really strong. <clears throat> I didn't really think that we would come back all the way down there and test it, but um, this morning when I was looking at the five, I mean, it just it was really holding here at this 595 area. So I, I got in a 620, 640 call spread for this week uh, that expired Thursday, and I got in right around here. And so that, that ran all the way up and was almost in the money, and I ended up setting a stop at around uh, 925, I think. And so it ended up executing um, and selling out. So that was a good run. That was a 120% run this morning. Um, <clears throat> That's nice. It's, it's not bad for a morning. No. Take um, that all day. Still looking at. I followed some of the uh, the Alibaba flow from this morning. I, I've always been a big Alibaba fan. Um, it's been a great stock to trade. So you know it, it got beat down a little bit. Um, let me see. Let's pull the daily up here. So I mean, this is a really strong area. You know, you think of this 220 area right here, and there's a lot of call flow that came in okay, earlier so, today. So this is Baba, the guy that we're looking at, guys. And and uh, are, again, are these are these daily candles? Right. Yeah. These are daily here. Okay. 
And, and you're always looking at daily then, I assume. I look at daily for figuring out if there's going to be a momentum swing. Um, you know, and this has a pretty good history of, of, of bouncing pretty strong. There was a lot of flow that came through on smart sweeps this morning, which was actually powered by you guys that we created. Uh, so I followed some of that. So I got some of the June 300s. Um, and those are starting to move up pretty nice now. So I got in those at $1.44. Um, so and I'll hang on to those for a little bit. Yeah, I do see Alibaba, especially as this trade stuff starts to ease up a little bit. I think that this is going to start picking up. So um, I, I definitely could see Alibaba getting back up to 300 in the next, I don't know, maybe two months, maybe sooner. Who knows? The market's kind of crazy. Yeah, let, let's talk about this one for, for a minute. Um, the, 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 the issue that I have with Alibaba is that there's so much headline risk. Right. You know, I mean, like, like, uh, like, like, yeah, you're, you're looking, we're looking back about a year or so on your chart right now, may, maybe a little more. The high at 320, the stock's at about 230 right now. Um, because there's a lot of shit that happened between 320 and 230, right? You, you had the, the Chinese government canceled the Ant Financial IPO. That was their financial services division, right? They right. said, you've done pissed off the wrong people, Jack. We're canceling it. Jack Ma went missing. He's yeah, gone still don't know where he went. <laughs> no, they found him. Somebody took a picture of him golfing. So, so I mean, they found him or a body double. Somehow, right. Right. Uh, uh, and then, and then you have uh, the the CEO of Ant Financial resigned. Not great sign, right? Um, I, I feel like especially if they're trying to head into some sort of an IPO, because that's his big cash out, I would assume. Um, so, so I don't know. Like, like this one, like I, I've been so tempted to to take a crack at alibaba was it this depressed and like you you said there's some beautiful support on that chart right there i mean we, we got all those nice lows in there on the daily candles but but the headline risk is what scared me out of it so so how, how do you reconcile those two well i don't know i think of, i do think that that's very valid that alibaba is getting to that point where I mean, they're they're gigantic and um i don't know what percentage of alibaba's business comes from these, uh, you know, these Amazon wholesalers who are sending all this stuff over to Amazon. I mean, you got to watch. I mean, the volume that Amazon is doing right now is insane. And I feel like every time I turn around, there's someone trying to sell a course on how to become a uh, an Alibaba drop shipper. And um, I just don't think that that's going to slow down. I think it's just going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And so while there is some headline risk, um, I, I think that overall the the market share that Alibaba is going to take over, or continue to grow from, is uh, it's just going to get bigger. Um, I mean, there's a lot of manufacturers that are black labeling products from there. Um, and um, not to mention uh, air freight uh, seems to have been getting gotten a little bit more reasonable. People are sending more stuff on air freight right now because the, you know, everything's so clogged up. We're trying to get shipments in. So I just don't see them slowing down from a business perspective. And as irrational as this market's been the last 12 months, uh, a little head, headline risk is, is a lower risk to me than, uh, than, than having trade risk, frankly. Um, I think trade risk is probably even a bigger risk for Alibaba because if that you know, slows down, you know, whether it be you know any other crazy tariffs that come along, yeah, you know, that's that's the biggest question marks. I think those are going to be the first big impacts on uh, whether or not Alibaba can keep its brain over here in the U.S. Even um, so, that, that's that's kind of the the way that I'm looking at it. Okay, all right, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that that's pretty fair. Um, you know, it, it's. Uh... It's a tough, yeah, I don't know. I might take a crack at, at this one. I, I'm more than 100% long right now. I'm like 103, 4% long. I've got a little bit of margin on. And I don't want to be that long. 
So so maybe maybe I'll and I just bought Trimble today. Drew's just giving me more stocks to buy. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the Alibaba one's interesting. I I I I tend to lean towards your thesis on it. Again, the headline risk is just what scares me on that one a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, if we get up to the 240, even 250 range, I mean, you're still going to pull a nice 30, 40% off on this trade, I think, especially if that happens in the next few weeks. If we if this, if this we start to get a bit more of a bull run and get back up here trying to push over all-time highs again, I think that either way, I think it's going to be, a, it'll be a profitable trade. I don't know if they'll hit 300 or not, but that's not really, I'm not, my intention is not to run this thing out with June and exercise. Okay, um, and, and, and do you own the, the 300 strike calls then? No. Oh, three, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, 300 strike calls. Yeah, I've got no shares, no equity. Okay, and, and how far out did you go? You, you did June on Alibaba as well? Yep, exactly. Okay. All right, guys, so there it is. Two trades already. I promised you guys this would be the trade idea show. I promised jokes. I promised trade ideas. There, there's two trade ideas. Somebody in the chat help, help me out with the uh, with the jokes, okay? <laughs> um, all right, Alan, it, what, what else should we talk about? Look at, I don't know if you if you want to show, show off, uh, you know, the platform you've built, if, if you want to talk about other trade ideas, but, but let me know. Yeah, um, one other trade, trade idea. Actually, never mind. I'm already out of the Tesla when I mentioned that. So, yeah, here, I'll flip over here and pull this over. So, look, I've been paying a lot of money for... Uh, for data for a, really a long time. And I started thinking about it and I decided to, you know, go out to, um, to, to you guys and you guys provide the best data, obviously, and you provide it to everybody, it seems like. So I said, you know what, let's, let's see if we can pull in some, some data here from, um, uh, from Benzinga and some news and, and let's just share it with everybody. Um, there, you know, I could go on and name places all day that you're going to go and subscribe, spend 150, $200 a month. And, um, you know, you, there's not really anybody there to help you interpret the data. So I said, you know, let's, let's build this platform out. We called in you guys as API once we got hooked up with Benzinga. And um, essentially just built out this whole platform. You can share some ideas and things like that. We just launched last week. Uh, so we're really trying to grow. And uh, we marketed this at 49 bucks a month. Uh, if you had somebody paid annually, you know, they, they're going to take 20% off the entire year. But if you're really looking to figure out what's moving the markets, I've got all the tabs open here just for to be quick, but um, I mean, you sit here and watch all the stuff that you guys are pushing out. This is awesome. I mean, you can, right here in the middle of the day, boom, let's check this out. Um, and we can sit here and just look at what's going on. So I think the data that you guys provide is just phenomenal. Um, and we've got every single stream option I think that you guys have, and we're currently working on coding in the, uh, the earnings calendar as well. Um, let's see. It's a little heavy data-wise, obviously. So while that's loading, we'll come back. So like the main page that we typically run is this discussion board. And, um, you know, great. You know, somebody in here yesterday was riding some uh, some Boeing calls. They got out of it before the end of the day, fortunately, yesterday. Uh, we looked at Boeing today, but they didn't look great this morning. But um, so you sit here all day, let's just watch this stuff as it comes in. And I mean, you're getting a, you're getting some some really dense data here for what I feel like is a very reasonable price. I mean, it's a third of what I've been paying for the last three or four years for data until we decided to build it out. So um, I'm working on doing some education pieces too, um, so that we can help people understand how to interpret this. I'm not the guy that's going to sit in here every day and tell people what to buy and sell. I have zero interest in doing that. Uh, but what I what I do want to do is help people understand how to read this data and and you know not just act on the very first thing that comes in. Like if you sit here and look at these put sweeps right here for Apple, you know, you'd think that um, like this is, this is kind of ridiculous, right? But so 
you got to sit here and just look for a few minutes and what's going on. And once you learn how to interpret this data, I think you can make some educated decisions on how to trade it. So that's really what the goal is here is just to teach people how to do it and not sit here and tell people what to do. I think that's very gimmicky. And uh, ultimately, our value proposition for this is just to simply provide high quality, good, clean data for a very reasonable price, maybe for someone who's not as active uh, or someone who wants to look for, you know, on occasion or somebody that wants to be active every single day and just not have to pay you know, $150, $300, $400 for four different services. So um, that's really what the goal is here. Um, SmartSweeps.com is a seven-day free trial. So Boom. Producer AB, can you get that in the chat, please? And shout out Benzinga News Desk, Alan. I, we, we appreciate the support. Absolutely. We, we had we had three stories last week that, that moved stocks at least 20%. Exclusive, Benzinga, broken stories. The new Wall Street Journal is what I've been saying all week. <laughs> One question yeah, on, I got is how do you tend to look at unusual options, you know, data and whatnot. I've, I've tried to do some of that in the past. A few of my buddies, they really like to look at that stuff. Um, it's not something I look at too often, but it's definitely something I want to learn more about. What kind of sticks out to you when you look at, you know, some unusual options activity? So, I mean, let's use NIO, for example. That one's obviously a little bit more well-known name, but, you know, it hasn't gotten much love at all. And, I mean, if you pull the daily chart out, I mean, it's getting – it's been getting banged up for a while. I mean, it, frankly, in my opinion, it should never even have thought about looking at sixty-five dollars. Uh, but you know, it hit sixty-five and ran all the way back down. It does have some pretty decent support around thirty-five bucks, and um, there was quite a bit of call flow that came in yesterday. And that, in and of itself, had been unusual for the last several weeks. Um, it's either been uh, maybe some really, really near-dated call contracts that have come in. But yesterday, we started seeing calls come in that were two, three weeks out. And um, so that was one that I had been paying attention to for a while. So if you're not watching it and sort of staying up to date with, with what the flow has been prior, you're going to kind of miss the, the boat sometimes, I think, if you start to actually start seeing some heavy call volume come in uh, for particular strikes and, and similar date ranges. Uh, but yesterday, NIO had that coming in. And so um, I forget what we ended up taking here. Um, let's see. I'm out of it now. But. But anyway, I think that we did the $40 call uh, yesterday. And so that ran up. That was like a 60, 65% gain that I jumped out of this morning. I don't know how, I don't know if it continues. And I wasn't really willing to bet on it continuing. So um, I think I got out of it around 37.25 today. Uh, that was that was where it was actually trading at stock. But so that's one way I look at it. Um, every once in a while, too, you'll see something super obscure that comes along where you, know, you look at the chart and it's basically been flat for two years. And then somebody comes in, they buy 100,000 contracts and it's dated three weeks out. You know, those are kind of interesting, you know. And so um, those uh, those I'm never going to go heavy on, you know, bet the house on it. But, you know, I, I'm willing to throw some money on them because it's, uh, you know, maybe 50 percent of the time those things hit. And then some random headline comes out. that's probably just a bunch of BS anyway. But if it runs up 100 percent, then, you know, jokes on everybody else. I'm going to get out and walk away with it and be OK. Um, so th that's that's usually how I'm looking. So to me, unusual means if you're paying attention enough and you figure out what's the what's the common flow, uh, then if something sort of just comes out of the woodwork and it's like, man, this is a this is a, a missile right here, then that's something that I'd pay a little bit of attention to. Watching the uh, open interest too, I think on on a select number of names is really important. Like NIO being one of them, where it can move a lot in one day. Uh, so that's that's really how I'm looking at those. Okay. And then are you looking at mostly charts? Are you looking at mostly the story? 
Um, what's kind of, you talked about some secondary information uh, to kind of sway you in the trade. Yeah. So when I, when I start seeing flow, especially if it comes in early, I mean, maybe I, maybe I've missed the first part of the move, but I, I do like to have some degree of conviction if it's not a, uh, if it's not a known name, maybe it's, uh, you know, Apple or something else. But uh, I mean, looking for a catalyst is always ideal. Uh, you know, I'll even jump over just for humor sometimes and kind of look at what Stockwoods has got going on just to see what people are running around and talking about on there. It absolutely is not due diligence to do that. Uh, but you can just kind of get an idea of where people's heads are at. And, and a lot of times there's articles on there that get shared that um, I haven't seen. And um, so those can be beneficial just to get different perspectives. Uh, and then, you know, maybe that's the point. If I continue to see call flow coming in, you know, I'll take a stab at it and I'll get it in. I'm also going to look at relative volumes. That's another really big thing I'm looking at. Um, is the volume actually starting to pick up on this trade? Because if there's a bunch of positive news coming out, then, um, you know, there should be some kind of volume increase on this thing. So it's not like you can't hide that stuff on the Internet these days, hardly at all. So, I mean, um, algos and everything else start picking it up. So if the volume is starting to pick up too, the news is coming out, everyone's getting bullish on it and starting to trend and, and there's a lot of call flow coming through and it's just back to back to back to back to back. You know, those are good indications that it could be a, a wise move to, uh, to follow some of that flow. Definitely. And then do you like to play the upside and the downside, you know, buying calls, buying puts, do you buy any credit spreads, debit spreads, butterflies, iron condor, or you kind of just keep it simple calls and puts. I, I really do all the above. I had a, I had a, a spy butterfly that I closed out uh, yesterday after it ran up a little bit. Um, I don't even remember what the strikes were. It's probably gone off my trade sheet now, but um, I've got some Amazon call spreads right now. Um, I had some, uh, some art puts and it looked like it might would turn around yesterday and it did. It ran up a little bit today. So I, I sold some puts. Um, I think I was, uh, I was long the 105 puts. I'm sorry, 90. Yeah, yeah I was, was the 105 puts. And then I, uh, I shorted the 95 puts yesterday uh, just in case it ran up this morning. And it did. So I actually just pretty much offset, um, you know, the run up on the long puts that I had. And I closed that position out entirely today. Um, so, yeah. Um, the other thing I really look for is implied volatility. Um, I mean, my favorite story on that is uh, when, when Tesla was running up to close to 2000 last year. Well, actually, it wasn't up that I think it ran from like 800 to like 1300 and I don't know, two days, three days, something like that. And it was a Thursday. And right before the close, I decided to, to sell uh, like $5,000 worth of 1900 calls and uh, just didn't sleep at all all night long. But I think that those are like $11 a contract or $14 a contract, still like $400, $500 out of the money. And the next morning, those opened up at a dollar. And um so that was a that was phenomenal, but that the implied volatility on those were just completely unreasonable. Uh, interactive brokers hated me because I maxed out every single dollar margin I had on those uh, overnight. So, but that's what I'm there for. So that one worked out. Great, I've been there. Yeah, and I've, I've been. <laughs> and they I've give started, you a lot of leverage too. Yeah, no, they really do. And I've I've, um, I've been in some precarious positions shorting Tesla too because it does go on these random runs like over the summer last year. That and so I've I ended up having to wake up at 4 a.m. in long shares to cover the the short shares uh, or the short contracts rather and just try and hedge it as much as I can. So, you know, you got to be careful with it. But um, but some of those are just really stupid. You know, I mean, implied volatility. There's no reason to pay $1,000 for a contract. Next day expiry, $500 out of the money. On, on Tesla, you know, it's a 40% implied move. Sure, it could happen, um, but it's unlikely. So that would have been a big continuation. 
Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I kind of do all of it, um, if it, if it makes sense. And I'll add, I'll add positions on to uh, add legs and then uh, add short calls or puts on either side to help hedge if I want to stay in something longer but not take any short-term loss or drawdown. So uh, you kind of have to be nimble just to get the most out of some of these trades. Cool. Awesome. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, guys, producer AB, drop the link in the chat so people can stay in touch. With Alan, dropping the knowledge bombs on us. Again, guys, I promised you at the top of the show, today we are going to deliver two things, jokes uh, and trade ideas. Alan definitely gave us some trade ideas. We got, we got the Baba long, the FDX long, both of those June options. Um, and we got to check out the platform too. So, so thank Good. you very much for hopping on, man. Smartsweeps.com. I did put it in the private chat on this thing. I don't know how to put it in the comment side. I don't, don't see Don't worry. Where. Producer AB's got you. Cool. Appreciate you know, it, guys. Producer AB. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a nice meeting you, man. All right, Drewski, for, for anybody just joining us, I'm going to recap what we have going on for the next hour or so. Um, uh, let's talk about BFT really quick. I see that one in the chat. Then I, I, I'm going to go through some due diligence, and, and I want you to pick me apart uh, and, and do a lesson on, on, on a little bit of DD. Uh, 1 o'clock, Dave Mazza, Direction, coming on to talk hydrogen ETF, right? We talk about hydrogen stocks being futuristic. Uh, there's now an ETF for that. They're going to talk about what they put in the ETF, why they think the space is interesting, etc. So hydrogen stocks, hydrogen ideas, stay tuned. One fifteen Eastern, that's about 20 minutes or so from now. Ripster, favorite of the chat, Ripster, giving us those, those nice little rippy trades is coming on. And Drew, I think I found the, the right folder that I want on the, uh, the soundboard. <laughs> Yep. All right. I found my sweet spot. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about, about, I just dropped my pen. That's why I have two. I always have like eight pens with me because I lose them. I write over my hands, etc. But all right, guys, uh, take BFT. Saw that one in the chat. It's a SPAC deal. Let me throw the chart up here. We had some news out of this one today. I'm going to scroll down to my trusty Benzinga pro shareholder approval with PaySafe. It's a SPAC. It's merging with a company called PaySafe. That got uh, uh, approved by shareholders. They, they voted positively on it. Um, and you see it. The stock is not doing much today. I saw the Twitter sphere going crazy saying, BFD, it's going to be a runner tomorrow. No, not really. Womp, womp, womp a little bit. Um, uh, let, let's talk about why for a second. And if you've been following the SPAC space and these SPAC deals for a while, you you, you could have expected this. The, the pattern that we've seen, we'll ask Ripster about this too, because he, he I know, is, is into a lot of these SPAC plays. Um, but the pattern is you get the pop when the acquisition is announced. When the deal gets confirmed, uh, you know, it, it's it's less exciting. Like, like, I'll show you the most extreme example of this, right? If you're confused, why is BFT not running today? I'm going to pull out a favorite. CCIV, one-year chart, rumored deal with Lucid. Hey, deal gets confirmed. Stock crumbles, right? 64-ish bucks down to 35-ish in a day or so, now sitting at 23. All right. So, so, so that's the deal with, with the SPACs, guys. If, if you're buying them when these mergers get approved and expecting some lift off of that, oftentimes they don't happen. Um, so, so, you know, keep, keep, keep tuned, I guess. Um, you know, if, if, yeah, shoot me for holding that one. We're fine. Warrior, we told you. I didn't like that one. I wanted to short it, but I was too scared. I don't short stocks at double. Um, but, but yeah, there, there's the deal there. And we'll, we'll ask Ripster about, about some, some of his SPAC trades too. Look at so it's Ripster, SPACs, FDA. All right, there's there's a couple notes, um, but but all right, 
uh, let, let's let's dig into. I, I want to do a little bit of of due diligence here. Um, on on uh, all right, Voyager is going to be the example, Drewski. And I'm going I'm to pull up this Twitter thread that I did, sort of sort of to aid me through this discussion. I'm going to drop the link in the chat if anybody wants to follow along. But 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 basically, let let me set the stage a little bit. Um, and, and one of the, the questions that I get emailed the most is, is how do you do due diligence, right? We, we hear all the, all these furus on Twitter. We, we see people say, do your own due diligence, do your own research, etc." Well, how exactly do you do that? That, that, that's what I, what I want to take, take a stab at answering right now. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there's many forms that it can take. And I'm just going to walk through a very specific example that I actually did on, on Saturday or Sunday night for myself. Oops. Um, for, for Voyager Digital, a stock that I own. I'm going to talk to you guys, through you guys. Hey, how do I research this thing? How do I think through it? Uh, Etc. And Drew, your job in this next segment is basically to pick the thesis apart and stop me and ask questions. Because again, we're, we're, we're talking very, very fundamental here. So, all right, VYGVF. All right, Voyager Digital. Um, so so here, here's the chart. I'm going to zoom us in. Here, here's the path, past month on this stock, right? Super volatile week last week. It's the biggest stock holding that I own, right? It went from as high as almost $27 down to as low as about $17. It's since recovered, right? But but in the middle of last week, right, this is my biggest stock position. I'm waking up. I see my account's down ten grand off of one stock. It, it doesn't feel good, right? It, it, it's a bad feeling. And, and so, so rather than panic selling, I, I stop and I, and I ask myself a series of questions, okay? This is a, a, a good habit that I've gotten myself into over the years. I've not blown up any stock trading accounts for the past eight years. I blew up three before that. And, and this is one of the lessons that I learned. Stop. Why do I own this stock, okay? That's the first question that, that I ask myself, okay? Why do I own this stock? The next thing that I ask myself, what what items do I have coming up on the horizon? Okay, and, and so and, and then the last one is valuation. Okay. So 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 let, let's walk through how I think about these for this stock. Okay. So so Voyager Digital, why do I own this stock? Voyager is is a crypto trading platform. They're a brokerage, right? Not an exchange, but a brokerage that connects to, to, to multiple exchanges. Um uh, and, and, and basically can, can transact orders across about 12 different crypto exchanges, okay? Why do I own this one? One of the big reasons I own this stock right now is because we have the Coinbase IPO coming, okay? Th this stock is, is trading at about 10 times sales. Uh, Coinbase right now, the, the valuation is somewhere around 50, 60 times sales. When we get that Coinbase IPO and all eyes turn on to this space, it's going to be the biggest IPO of the year, in my opinion, if not in size, just in, in terms of, of excitement and energy around it. I think that that drives energy into Voyager, okay? So, so that's why I own it. Does that thesis still hold up? Is we still have the, I, the Coinbase IPO on the horizon. Do I still think it's going to be good for the stock? The answer is yes, okay? What, what's up on the horizon? The, the next big piece of news we're going to have out of Voyager is we're, we're going to have their earnings report, right? Q1 is pretty much at an end. It's at an end as of tomorrow. But Voyager is in the habit of, of sort of pre-announcing their earnings before they do the official release, maybe a month or so from now. Um so then I think about, okay, do, do I have risk for holding Voyager into earnings? Of course, there's always risk, but, but, but I, I do a little bit of research and I do a little bit of math uh, about that risk. And so, so Drew, th this is where, where you can start jumping in and, and picking this apart, but, but uh, I'll tell you how I think about this. 
So, so, so the big number that, that I dug into is earnings or, or revenue, right? So, so the stock's going to be reporting their quarterly results. Uh, revenue is the big number for the stock. It's more important than EPS right now. The stock moves off, off of their, their revenue reports. So I do the work of estimating what do I think their Q1 revenue is going to be. All right, I, I get started by going through their past press releases and their past SEC filings to, to figure out whatever information I can about how they earn revenue and how much revenue they earn. Okay, they, they gave us this really nice table in, in a past press release. Let me zoom it out here. Uh, that, that told us, hey, in, in February, they, they made uh, $20 million of revenue and they had 70,000 trades per day. The main way that they make revenue is, is from earning commissions when, when people trade cryptocurrencies through, through their platform, okay? So, so, so then the, the first step that I backed into is, on average, how much revenue are they earning per trade? And I come out to, they earn an average of $10.20 per trade, okay? So now that we know how much they earn per trade, we have to estimate how many trades are going to be done on their platform in the month of March. We already have January numbers. We have February numbers. Now, now I want to figure out how much, how much trade activity is there going to be in March. So that way I can get the March revenue estimate, put that all together, and have, have total Q1 estimates. Okay? Uh, for, from this same table, we're, we're able to back into the, the average number of trades that were done per funded account in, in the month of February was 15. All right, so, so per the funded accounts that, that, that Voyager has as, as a crypto platform, they were, that, those accounts are doing 15 trades per day. Okay, we also know that, that they ended February with 175,000 funded accounts. So, so we know that there's 15 trades <coughs> per day per account. They're starting the month with 175,000 accounts. Right, so, so we can assume that there's gonna be at least 2.6 million total trades done on their platform in the month of March. We also know that they earn $10.20 per trade on average. So that comes out to, to revenue of, of $27 million in the month of March. This is a very conservative revenue estimate, I think. Because again, we're, we're, we're just taking the number of, of accounts that they had entering March. That assumes that no new accounts were opened in March. Okay, so, 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 so if they just had that, that number of accounts, um, you know, the, the, the trading activity held up, which I have no reason to, to think, uh, hey, why, why would that trade activity page change? That, that gives us $55 million of revenue in Q1. So, so uh, you know, I, I asked myself the questions. It, you know, it assumes no new accounts. They are the 11th most downloaded finance app right now. They're, Voyager is getting more downloads than Coinbase. Check this out as of whenever I took this picture on Saturday night or Sunday night. Pretty cool. Um, compare, compare our estimate of 55 million of revenue to the $42 million analyst estimate. Okay, that's a strong beat. So, so the first question I asked myself, why do I own this stock amid the volatility? I, I can answer, here's why I still own it. Number two, what catalyst they have on their time horizon. The next catalyst they have coming up is earnings. I, I, I eliminated my fear about earnings. Okay, the, the very last piece, and, and we've got to get to our next guest here, so I'm going to go quick, is valuation, right? So, so I, I can answer why I still own the stock. I can, can I get over the upcoming catalyst and risk from that that I have? Um, and then, then, then the, the third one is, is valuation, right? If they had zero revenue growth through the end of the year, and you can see all the math here. I'm not going to talk through it all because we don't have time. Uh, if you want me to, tell me in the chat, and we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. But basically, they're, they're trading at about 13 and a half times price to sales ratio. Is that expensive? Yes. 
but but that's if there's no revenue growth through the end of the year and the stock increased revenue from three and a half million dollars in q4 to 55 million dollars in q1 three and a half million to 55 million in one quarter okay so 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 if, if they were to at least double revenue through the end of the year now we're trading at about a six times price to sales seven times price to sales ratio that's pretty in line with mega cap stocks and this is a small high growth stock okay and, and so that gets me over a lot of the valuation hump is it still expensive yes if they have at least some quarter over quarter growth if, if they hold it up that then then you know I, I'm, I can get over that that valuation hump there so so again guys uh the, the the point of going through this was was i get all the most emails that i get is how do you do due diligence how do you research a stock there's my quick little lesson on it. Um, I, I asked myself the three questions. Why own it? What's next on the time horizon? In this case, it, it was earnings. So I've got to back into and come up with some earnings estimates, which I feel good about. And then number three, valuation. Is the valuation so crazy um, you, you know, that I don't want to own the stock? The valuation's high. Not so crazy that I'll sell it. And so for that reason, I, I'm keeping Voyager in the portfolio. It is the biggest stock position I own. My average price is 52 cents. You can see it's at 24, so it's been a hell of a runner, and, and I am holding long. Whew. Solid right. job, Luke. Solid job. That was a lot of talking. A little round of applause. If that doesn't deserve a like, I don't know what does. Drop it hard. Smash that like button. We'll swipe up here. But all right, Drewski, let's talk hydrogen. Let's get to our next guest. Maza, you're here with us. You're on the Power Hour. What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Just to give you a little bit of context for the show, this this is the Trade Idea Show. Uh, you know that we also have jokes, we have gimmicks as well. Um, you know, so so if you hear the soundboard going crazy, that's why. Um, but all right, you, you have something very interesting to talk to us about today. You're, you're coming to us from Direction ETFs. So some of our favorite ETFs, especially as trading vehicles. Um, you guys just launched Hydrogen. To, to tell us about that a little bit. What, what caused the interest in, in the hydrogen space in general? Um, you know, what, what makes the fund interesting, et cetera? Yeah, well, I love your I love your point in regards to why you own a stock, and I think the same idea, the same principles can apply to hydrogen, right? Think about the fact that the world's energy uses over the next twenty years, ten to twenty years, is expected to go forty percent. Right now, eighty-one percent of energy comes from non-green sources, but at the same time, governments in Asia, governments in Europe, and now the Biden administration saying we want to have net zero emissions by twenty fifty. These things don't add up. The one thing that can help make that add up is looking at new sources of energy, one of which is hydrogen. So hydrogen, what we've all learned about it in high school, it's the most abundant elements, but it has so much potential as a fuel source and for production of different types of fuels, it's gonna be a part of the green energy going forward. So we launched HGEN, the Direction Hydrogen ETF, to capture- And that ticker is, is H-J-E-N, correct? Correct, H-J-E-N. I put that in the chat, guys. So, so look in the chat. You'll see it there, but keep, but keep going, David. Yeah, so the point is, is how do I get exposure to the hydrogen economy? Look, as we know, there's only a few companies, your plugs, your ballots, your blooms, who are generating nearly 100% of their revenue from hydrogen. We created a basket that focuses as much as possible on pure plays like that, paired with some quasi plays as well. So you get 30 stocks in the portfolio. It's a global basket offered at 45 basis points to give you exposure to those companies that are most involved with hydrogen today based off of where their current revenues are. 
So to me, it's an exciting time to get into the space. There's been some volatility there. Many of those names have pulled back from some of their all-time highs. Uh, so this may actually be an interesting buying opportunity for those who have been looking at the space. Okay, and, and let me ask you this, right? So, so when I hear hydrogen thrown around a lot, uh, I feel like I hear it a lot of times in mobility right like 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 transportation and that sort of thing is, is that the big angle there are, are there other applications that you think are bigger or more interesting to tell me about that so right now fuel cells and batteries and mobility is really the biggest utility for hydrogen so let's think about it this way so we know electronic vehicles and autonomous vehicles electronic vehicles easy you get you have a battery you plug in you have to wait with a hydrogen fueling station of which there already is hydrogen fueling stations in places like california and texas you don't have to wait um, so it's a much cleaner process to get cars out of the road. But let's think about trucking, right? So cars make sense. Batteries are small, can power a car. If I want to actually truck in the U.S. and China over multiple, multiple miles, you know how big the battery would have to be in that particular truck? It would take up all of your cargo space. So with hydrogen, you can compress that fuel source into a much smaller area and keep all the potential storage power. So to me, that's one of the most near-term usage, but also we're going to start seeing hydrogen being talked about in different ways to kind of power bigger projects. So it's a very, very efficient source of hydrogen. For example, in China now, they're taking solar power, which creates the energy, storing it as hydrogen. Because if you, if you store energy in a battery, it actually degrades very, very quickly over time. Hydrogen doesn't have that issue. So longer term, we're going to see it being used in much more ways other than the transportation side. Okay. All right, it's interesting. And, and what, what about the holdings in the ETF? To, to so right now you get, about, yeah, you get about 40% of your fuel cells and batteries. So uh, plug power is over, uh, over 11% of the portfolio you have. And, and uh, plug, plug power is the biggest stock holding, I assume? Plug power is the biggest stock. So plug is the biggest. Then followed by that, you have fuel cell energy, Bloom and Allard, all kind of over, uh, over 7%, 8%, and 10% respectively in their weights. But then from there, you're going to see names that you might not be as familiar with because some of these are uh, traded in Taiwan, traded in Korea, traded in, in uh, Sweden. So it's names uh, like ITM Power uh, and, fuel, uh, uh, and F-Cell uh, and other names that are very, very involved in hydrogen. It's just they're not household names in the U.S. because they're traded overseas. Okay. And let me ask you this. So, so you guys launched the fund now, basically, or, or last week, I think, is when it came out. Why this timing? Was it because you had investors asking, saying, hey, we want exposure to hydrogen? Is it because you guys are saying, hey, this, this is the next big frontier. Let's get something going here. What, what went into that decision to, to decide now is the time to launch the hydrogen fund? Yeah, so some of you may be familiar with our Direction Moonshots Innovators ETF. The ticker on that is Moon, M-O-O-N. To me, one of the biggest moonshot industries is hydrogen. So hydrogen today is something where the revenue potential uh, for the near term is modest. But if you project out the fact that you have this mismatch from the need for green energy and an increased energy usage, and we're finally getting the government intervention, particularly with the Biden administration to make that happen, we now have the catalyst that's needed. All this is, hydrogen has been trying to be commercialized since literally uh, the, the early part of the 20th century, and it's had boom and bust cycles. Uh, but, but there hasn't been, again, the catalyst that's required now there's governments around the globe that are coordinating to focus on this potential. And we're hearing from investors who are, who are interested in these type of companies say, hey, can you just package the hydrogen side for us? And that's when we built a basket to kind of take those well-known names and pair them with some other less well-known names to kind of construct uh, uh, HJEN. Uh, 
Okay, and, and let me ask you about the management of this thing, right? So, so obviously, you know, let's, let's say that the industry is, is the moonshot industry. As it grows and develops, there will be companies that, that become more prominent, less prominent, go bust, etc. How, how often are you guys rebalancing? How often are you changing, adding, pull, pulling out the losers, etc.? Yeah, so we actually balance this fund quarterly for that very point. So you tend to actually see modest turnover, but because it's such a nascent industry, we didn't want to wait for an annual reconstitution uh, to rebalance the portfolio. Uh, what we also do is we have different weighting tiers. So we overweight those companies that are generating over 50% of their revenues from hydrogen today. So those are your plugs, your blooms, your ballards. Then there's a quasi bucket that's 20 to 50%. They're the next wave. And then there's some marginal players that kind of round it out. Over time, as more pure play hydrogen companies come to market and IPO and get larger, our goal would be to get rid of any of any of the marginals that are generating less than 20% of their revenue from hydrogen. But as okay. of right now, as, as you guys may know, to build a 30 stock portfolio, you need to have some some marginal players uh, uh, in there. Uh, but all of them are connected to hydrogen in some way, shape or form. Okay, and I'm going to go off off script for a minute. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. Um, but before we get back to hydrogen, but but we had the the Kathy Wood Space ETF debut, two stocks in there that surprised me. We have John Deere in the Space ETF, and you have Netflix in the Space ETF. Drew and I were scratching our heads try, trying to to pull the connection of those two to space. I don't know if do you, do you see it, or, or is there something a part of like the ETF portfolio construction process that would put Netflix in the Space ETF? You know, watch TV on Mars. I, 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 I don't know. Any, anything you can enlighten us about here? So two, two schools of thought that I give some credence to. So one, we okay. know it's an actively managed ETF. So let's, yep. for the first day, let's maybe publish, publish a basket with some holdings in there that aren't indicative of what you might want in there to avoid front running. I give some credence to that, but then you're going to turn your portfolio over immediately. But it's a reasonable thing to say, right? So let's mask okay. what you might get traded in there tonight. On the other hand... Um, we know that uh, they're really thinking about creating a portfolio of portfolios, right? Um, John Deere does make some sense. They have some drones. They have some interesting farm equipment that's focused, that could have some space applications. But I got to tell you, I'm not a fundamental analyst on Netflix, but I got a hard time with that one. Um, so I'll have to pass on giving you a valid response there. So, so Elon Musk launches Roadster into space. And so maybe like he wants to get some, some television programming in the vehicle. That's the best I came up with, but okay. All right, yeah, that's helpful. It, 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 yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, but uh, it works enough, I guess. Yes. All right, and and then uh, uh, hopping back back to hydrogen for a minute. So so when when you're deciding the companies to put into the the hydrogen fund, um, how, how big are they, or or you know what, you know, or, or is it are we buying into large caps? Are we buying into small caps? Is, is it spread across across the spectrum? What does that look like? So we are, it, it's very much kind of a smaller to mid cap fund on purpose. So we, we, we the smallest holdings have to have a hundred million dollar market cap USD. So that's actually pretty small. You can consider that a micro cap. Oh, yeah. What you're not going to find in here, other than Linde and a couple utility players that are focused actually on hydrogen in a material way, a lot, again, a lot of the marginal names. So for example, many of the global auto manufacturers, um, are involved doing something in hydrogen because it does have some applications, but they're not in this portfolio because I want to own companies that are generating revenue from hydrogen today and tomorrow. If over time Ford and General Motors really ditch um, uh, car, car, carbon vehicles and things of that nature, certainly they'll make make its way in. But their revenue right now is so small, it didn't make sense to put them in the portfolio. Yeah, and it's not like you're buying a U.S. steel because they're going to need to have 
iron ore to create some component. It's like these are like hardcore actually have hydrogen sales that are in the yeah market. i want a taiwanese company that literally makes a membrane that's required that plug power has to use to, uh, in part of their process that's kind of the whole point of this particular fund again there are names that we're probably trading and familiar with your plugs and your blooms makes sense to maybe own them but again if you're interested in the space you're going to be able to round that out with what's in this portfolio okay and 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 david we we, we just got checked by the chat uh, you know, somebody say Netflix has a ton of space shows and documentaries. So obvious connection. Um, I missed that one. So, you know, on, guys. thanks for yeah. correcting us. Well, yeah. you, you have always opportunity to keep digging in there, I guess. Yep, exactly. Cool. All right, man. In, in, any final words of wisdom or, or maybe even call it a couple other funds that, that are interesting for people to look at right now? Yeah, I know. I mentioned the Moonshot Innovators. That fund has, you know, uh, had had a bit of a drawdown over the last couple of weeks. I think uh, as it was, many of the names were really, really run up since we launched the fund uh, in late November. Uh, however, but for someone who who had been thinking about it, it, could be a better opportunity to step in, look at the charts, look at the look look at the fundamentals there. All of those company names uh, are still involved with with what their long term goals are, both on the biotech side or on the industrial side. Um, so that's one uh, that's a name that I think uh, still remains interesting. Lastly, for those folks who are uh, active traders or who are looking at our leverage and ETFs, something really interesting has happened on our semi side. So SOXL and SOXS, those are three times leveraged bull and bear funds. Again, that's for your real active traders. Usually when you see semis underperform like they have, we would see money move into the bear fund, SOXS. We are actually still pe seeing people put money to work on the bull side, SOXL. Very, very rare to see that historically. Again, most people play both sides of the trade. So again, those traders and semis are still bullish here, uh, even with the drawdown. So eventually those positions might get flushed out, but I just think it's an interesting angle from a market sentiment perspective. I figured I'd share before I hop. Cool. Awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us. Talk hydrogen today. We, we, we get a lot of people who come on the show and like to talk about the individual stocks. Uh, I like that there's a fun in it. I don't have any exposure to the space yet right now. Um, let me throw this one out to the chat. Out to Zinger Nation. If you're, in, if you're in the chat, you are a part of Zinger Nation. All of us out there sharing ideas. Uh, if, you, if you guys are bullish on the hydrogen industry, throw me the one. If not, throw me the two. I want to see where everyone is at. And, and David, thanks a ton for taking the time and, and hopping out with us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, Drewski. I see. I see the ones starting to flow. Let 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 let's see where they go. Um, where, where are you at with hydrogen? Yeah, I think and, it's. And a if great you know it well industry. enough, give, give give me a specific stock. Okay. Um, I think it's it's something that has huge potential, and um, I think there's a lot of stuff going on. You definitely gotta do due due diligence, right? You know, there's a lot of names that you know, might play it off to get some hype in their, their um, name and whatnot. But I think there's a lot of potential, right? I think we saw a lot of people kind of come in with the whole Nikola push. And one name that I think is really interesting is ENG. I know Jack Capital, he kind of brought that to my side, to my eyes. Uh, I think they're a really interesting play because they have like a lot of infrastructure and whatnot already built out. So I've watched them recently and I'm kind of following what they do. And kind of how they perform right, right. yourself I, i'm not in it yet i think it's an interesting space uh i just don't have any of those stocks yet and guys if you are just joining us in, in just a few minutes here uh we're gonna have ripster 
Rips your favorite of the chat joining us. I also have a new soundboard. All right, I, I fuck with that one a little bit. Um, uh, and, and then what else are we going to do? Uh, and then I'm going to talk about support.com. S-P-R-T. I'm calling that stock out to the front of the class. I hit it. I'm short the stock. I'll talk about why I'm short it. I'm short it with options specifically. I don't short stocks at double. Learn that lesson. Uh, but without further ado, let's bring the man of the hour onto the stream here with us, Ripster, joining the Power Hour once again. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Good, good. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. You still got the awesome chairs. You know, my, my chairs <laughs> in the background is just boring. We got a black one, then we have this orange one. Uh, but but what's up with you? Nothing much, man. Trying to get over this month of March, you know. It has been a tough one. How, how are you faring? Are, are you up, down, sideways? I'm I'm pretty much sideways. In start of the March and then up and then last couple of weeks have been okay. So overall, I think I'm still down for the March. Not not much, but we'll know end of the end of uh, this week. Okay. But it, uh, but swings some micro cap has been doing good. Large cap uh, tech stocks, you know, they have a closed bunch of positions and reduced uh, exposure. Um, but micro cap has been good. NFT plays, day trades have been good. So yeah. So 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 let me ask you this one, right? So so when you're saying, you know, hey, large cap tech taking a little bit of a hit. Micro caps that they they've gotten hotter. Like, like how quickly into seeing those trends are you starting to adjust your portfolio? Like, do you give it a couple days? I mean, how do you decide, like, hey, I'm going to trim back on these. I'm going to start loading up on, on some of the micro cap plays. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always track a QQQ and um, a VIX, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, I have my system, which is a, a cloud EMS systems. I track with how the 50 EMS are behaving, 20 EMS are behaving. And um, that's how I do it. It's, uh, you know, I, I share it on Twitter. Um, like how the price is moving. I don't I don't hold and say, okay, maybe it will bounce, maybe it will bounce. I just cut and I just don't look back. So that's the way to do it. So I don't wait for two, three days. You know, when the trend is back, I can ride it. It can run and I can ride it back. I don't want to be um, by the dips, the discount. You know, that's how, you know, I did that mistake twice this year. I did that with the Zoom and TDD when start of the March and I was, you know, lost a million more than that, just trying the dip buys. So that was the only mistake I did there. So no more. I don't do that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've def definitely gotten gotten hit on, on some trades like that. And, yeah. and so I, I guess, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of comments in the chat that showing the love and they're basically saying like they, they love rip service. You, you put so much out on social. Right. Like, like, like yeah. you, you educate. It's not like you're just saying, you know, yeah. Hey, I made a million dollars today or yeah. Hey, buy this stock. Like yeah. you're, you're go you go through the whole process, right? You say, Hey, I think this trade is interesting for this reason. And, yeah. and I, I'm sure that you get like, like internet hate for it because I have a much smaller social than you do. And yeah. I just get hated on every day yeah. and it's exhausting. I mean, do, do, yeah. My, my hate, I, I see how much I, I don't have much hate. Sometimes I do like okay. if I go into my meeting if I go into micro caps, but then I, I show everything before and after. So the hate guys don't really have to prove, they can't prove anything. Right. So I show my charts before and after even if, you know, I just want to people to see how the price moves. 
So if you see how the price moves before and somebody is showing you before and somebody shows you right after with the screenshots, then you know that you know how the price moves. So yeah, you know, you trade, educate. I post things on Twitter, so I'm accountable, you know, uh, more accountable to myself, my journal, and and even the new folks, they see how the price moves. So yeah, that, that's what, what I try to do. All right. Yeah. And, and then and then all right, so let, let, let's get into stocks a little bit. Anything on your radar right now, especially interesting, you're, you're watching, etc. And if you have a screen to share, you know, you can go ahead and share that screen. Otherwise, I can pull up some charts, but yeah, tell me. Maybe next, I'll be ready next time to get okay. the charts. It's fine. I'll be here, the chart guy. But here's the thing, you know, um, with the large caps, I have a bunch of focus lists. You know, I can tell you 10 tickers now, which are high growth beta names. But right now, it's not the right time. Uh, you know, we are waiting for this job to end. We are waiting for the trend to build. Uh, you know, uh, NASDAQ, uh, SPY and NASDAQ. NASDAQ is trying to reclaim uh, 20 EMA, 50 EMA. There's a downtrend line on the chart. Once it reclaims that, I see the trend on the NASDAQ. Then I can, you know, it's 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 time to go into those, uh, your tech stocks. Right, is, right now, you can make a list. You know, I have a list that I make a list of the high uh, growth stocks on the Twitter Right, you know, just make your list, draw your prices and all that. So I won't share much on the large caps today, right? But um, yeah, I mean, uh, and I have been trading micro cap growth stocks, which are relatively sometimes immune to how the market moves. You know, there have been uh, some successful um, um, uh, swing trades recent, recently. The one I am I am really um, long right now is uh, AMPG. Um, this one is... It, 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 they have 10 million in cash there's 60 million in market cap right and their their back orders just in the first quarter of um, uh, this year is more than almost close to the revenue of of the of last year so they make low um, low noise amplifiers which are used in satellites military and um, um, EV everywhere basically they're you know and their company just starting to grow and uh, i took we had, I took a swing at eight, it touched 13. If you see the chart on AMPG, yep. it, it got rejected from 13 twice. You see those big spikes? Oh right? yeah. You know, it got rejected from there. So my thing is I'm waiting for that breakout. You know, we took the trade 850. So um, it did, a lot of people took profits yesterday uh, from my alert, but I'm still holding full position and adding, you know, because I know the, um, uh, 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 this quarter, not the last year, because the company uplisted this quarter that just ended, which will be reported in summers, is going to be big. You know, they are showing to uh, going to show growth. It's still a micro cap. Analysts don't know about it, but I see it uh, doubling down here in few months. You know, because of the growth and they do a lot of updates and all that. So this is one of the swing I have been playing. I'm pretty confident about. Um, you know, the other other swings, which uh, SSNT was a good one. Uh, it, it it also paid. So nothing nothing really solid right now. You know, I'm just waiting for the right time. That's why I'm not uh, sharing um, many plays because, you know, uh, even on Twitter, because when the time is right, we attack. You know, when the trend is there, then is that is the time you deploy your cash. You don't go buying discounts or dip buying. So I'm really, you know, I'm just, you know, but yeah, but if there's a strength, like AMPG had a strength in a down market, yes, you trade the strength. So things like that. So yeah, you can, okay. yeah. Okay. 
and 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 so so let's uh let, let's talk about this one for for a second the the uh and, and it was ampg right alpha mike yeah. papa golf i got yeah. that ticker right okay so so for, for this stock, I, I guess a couple things that I think are interesting that you said. One is you said there's not a ton of analysts who know about this stock. Yeah. Um, that's something that I always love, right? Is, is you can, you're, you're not trading Apple, right? That already has 800 estimates and, and analyst opinions. It's like, let's let the street start to figure this one out and, and follow us into it. Yeah. Um, and, and you said you're holding a full position still. And, yeah. and I know that, that you love to trade into earnings. So, so I imagine that that's the next catalyst that, that's on your radar. Yeah, well, um, um, the the last earning in the December, uh, th those ones um, should be up out any time, but those, that is not the real catalyst I'm looking okay. for. The company is working with military and, you know, other, a um, lot of upcoming projects are, I talked to IR often. So one thing is one, if you are invested in an, any micro cap company, take the phone, take the email call, call the IR, call the investor relations, try to talk to the CFO, CEO, try to get hold of them. You know, if you are invested, don't just buy something and, you know, this, you try to understand what's going in, what is going around in the company. How is the management, especially for the micro cap? If you invest in Apple or Facebook, you can't call, you know, you'll be lucky. To... Yeah, Zach on speed dial, you know, Marky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but these, but these micro cap companies, they are looking for exposure. They are looking for growth. And if they are sincere and, you know, they will answer you. The CEOs will talk to you right get your answer see how sincere they are right of course you can read the read the documentation you reread the filings okay no when you talk to someone you know so i i talk to irs i know the company i talk to them i understand what what they are trying to do this year i can tell this this company and many other company like apps was last year they are trying to grow exponentially this year so when i know that i place my bets because I, you know, I have I have talked to the company. I verbally, you know, talked to IR because that's why the investor relations are. So just I'm just sharing something. You know, all the, everybody who, if you are um, uh, investing, especially in the companies which are under 100 million, also in biotech. If you are in biotech, talk to the investor relation. Try to understand what is the pipeline, how much cash they have. Just ask them how what what do you think when you will commercialize you know they will answer you and if they they do answer to you means they are sincere right then when you put your money in that company you don't feel you feel a kind of you know confidence that's how i feel a kind of ampg goes to it you know it, i don't care because i have that conviction talking to people talking to the company right so that's how i do it so this is just one example so hopefully some people learn from this right if you are investing your hard earned money take a phone call them and if you are not able to reach anybody then then there's again a red flag if nobody's answering because, because a company which wants to grow would like to talk to investors would like to talk to you know um people who are interested so yeah yeah and 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 some work that we've been doing uh, to to that point right some some work that we've been doing on the benzinga news desk the, these past two weeks has been calling all these like supposed nft plays right mm -hmm. we, we see all these stocks that that say nothing about nft it gets speculation that hey, this is an NFT stock. The stock doubles, triples, and we're just calling them, right? Get, getting the CEO or the IR on the phone, just like Ripster yeah. said, and saying, "Hey, do you have plans for NFTs?" They'll go mm. on the record and say, "No," we right, or or they'll say, "Yes, actually, stay tuned." We 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 caught three stocks last week that, that moved more than twenty percent after we published something, just as as simply as hey, us calling them and saying, well, "What what's the deal here? This the stock's going crazy." 
yeah and bring they bring momentum right yep absolutely yeah so so all right a couple other things i want to talk about we're we're finishing up q1 that means we're going to start getting q1 earnings um i know i know you love buying strength into earnings can, can you talk a little bit about that strategy yeah so what i do if you want to um, talk about earnings let's say you are getting into an earning season every saturday or sunday may go to uh, benzinga.com or any other website find the list of the companies which are going to report in one week two week take that list put it in your uh, think or swim or whatever and put it in your watch list right and once the week starts so usually these companies start to run up around two weeks and most run up or is around one week into earnings and you can ride that run up and especially since the market is kind of um, broken right now a lot of charts are at all time lows they are not all time lows i mean relatively six month lows you, if if they are good good let, let me give you an example let's say uh, apps or si or pins whatever so you know the earnings is in two weeks and you have it on your chart keep an eye on it sorted by net percent change so if a stock is start trying to you know change you know um, um, there is um, every day it's gaining into earnings then you look at the chart and trade it but make sure anything that has upcoming earnings you have it on your watch list in front of your eyes all the time and you see which one is most running into earnings so that that's how i do it right and when when earnings comes i also make sure what was the eps same quarter last year what was the earnings and sales same quarter last year you want to see the change year over year right when the earnings comes you that's how you take the trade so that's after the earnings so that's how i do it you know when when i'm doing earnings but yeah and it might be actually good time if month of april is you know we we get on a bullish trend to get on these earning plays actually that was a good uh, point luke there we go see you give me so much I, i'll try to give you at least a little bit i don't know yeah <laughs> and 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 all right what what, what about fda catalysts we, we you, you last time you were on you, you had your friend farm dca who was amazing yeah. by the way yeah. um do, do you do you think of fda catalysts you know like a padufa date or or yeah. you know we'll get like some trial results in a similar way where, where you like the the strength into the announcement or, or yeah any insight there so how it works is if there's a padufa again disclaimer i'm not a biotech experts my good friends uh, farm and many other um, you know are they are experts i learn from them but for padufa date is what i think i have learned is what kind of medicine or tech it is is it it is it a life changing thing right and also not only that look at what is what else is in the market right now if there is for example kmph so kmph i gave everybody in a 6 bucks as a padufa and uh, you know i was the you know first one to get on kmph uh, biological one of another of very my... nice trade yeah yeah and we did it twice six to nine and then we bought back up again at six and sold off padufa so why was uh, kmph such a big deal right they were doing this medicine for adhd for the kids there was nothing like that in the market i guess they lasted more hours right so there was nothing so that's why it was such a big deal everybody was buying into the runner so you need to see the Padufa date, what medicine, what tech, you know, what breakthrough are they trying to get approval for? And what else is there? If if J&J um, and all those big companies already have a bunch of stuff out there for the same 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 um, uh, same disease, 
then you know it's kind of not a big deal so you just need to see and and how what is the market if its market is like 10 billion billion billions then you know that padufa is big deal the stock should run into padufa so that the padufa is kind of straightforward so i can tell about it but there are some more intricacies which like a good biotech trader would know about the data upcoming data what kind of data it is phase 2 and again what else is there in the market what is the addressable market so um, for example i think there are a couple of stock lgvn has uh, alzheimer data coming up that's a good one to look at um i i you know um lgvn and then i think seal has something coming up s e e l so you need to get farm with me again you know he can better that yeah. tell you yeah, well, he, he was the man yeah. like i like i don't trade a lot of these stocks but i feel like i have no competitive like i don't know the space well enough right he yeah. definitely yeah. knew the space yeah but but something that that we're working on is this has been like my weekend project for the last two weekends in a row is building like a sweet fda database of all the upcoming catalysts so I I already sent it out to to Mr. Hugh Henny. Uh I sent it out to Mr. Kenneth Powers. I, I got to send it to you too to to say like hey, you need to add this on it to to make it more useful. Cuz I think it can be a, a sweet tool once we get it going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you uh, um, go ahead. I other thing I'm looking at uh, the market end of how the candle of month of April opens on SPY and QQQ. that'll be big for us to see if we are going to trend in april or not so um, wait talk a little bit more about that so you're saying you you want to see how that the first day of april goes yeah yeah if you if you look at just at s&p you see the monthly candle is at is flagging right you see that you know so if the monthly candle is over 398 it gives you conviction it's kind of a technical breakout at monthly level or weekly level whatever Yep, these are monthlies up right now. Yeah, you, yeah. So you want to see your candle open above that level, but that'll be interesting. See, two there was the rejection last month, same level. This month, almost at same level, there's a rejection, right? Yep. Right. So, if the market wants to trend up, it's still bullish, right? If it wants to trend up, we want to see that candle going up and the buyers coming in, volatility dying under twenty, and then all the S and P stocks should be higher. and uh, let me show you the um, nasdaq right go to qq nasdaq 100 you you want monthlies i, I mean not really i mean but you some dailies what you do you want have, you just have to look okay all right here's here are daily candles on nasdaq on triple q's yeah so and, so and somebody in the chat's asking what what is the f word we keep saying it's not f it's p pudufa p d u f a what does it stand for pharma it's basically when a drug gets approved or not approved by by the FDA food food and drug administration mm-hmm. okay but all right here here's the triple q's the first day of this month is april fools day so i mean you know a little superstitious you know it's off, uh, right friday no it, it's on thursday the market's closed friday so so oh, yeah, thursday yeah. is is the first day of april yeah yeah, yeah. There we go. Prescription Drug User Fee Act. Shout mm-hmm. out to Riley in the chat for for clarifying that. Pedufa. Yeah, so Nasdaq is definitely um, lagging behind, right? Yep. And it's not only Nasdaq, you know, I you know if you see the growth, uh, hyper growth ETFs or mid-cap growth, they are all um, lagging. So I want to see you see the downtrend line 
on the Nasdaq. If you you, you can you can easily see a downtrend line on that uh, right here, three thirteen. If we break that, maybe into next month, that'll be interesting. What What about do you? Do you look at IWM at all? Small caps. I they do. have definitely been out of favor too. Yeah, I haven't looked at it recently. I actually did to check that. Yeah. yeah, I've been getting hammed on my small yeah. cap ETF holdings. All right, can I ask you about a couple other spaces? Sure. All right, where are you at with SPACs? I, I've been been foot off the gas on SPACs for, for a little while now. Yeah. Um, where, where, where are you? I'm just waiting for them to come back in wow. favor, so, sort of like what you're, you're mentioning with yeah, some so of the indexes. So let me explain to you why the SPACs are not getting the love, right? So when the market tanks, one, once when the market is weak, you know, and especially the growth, First of all, the investors bail from speculative plays. Investors bail from the plays where we are paying too much uh, versus the sale, or they are just growing hyper growth. And investors are they bail, right? The, the speculative names and these these um, uh, you know, hyper growth names sometimes are, take the most of, most hit. So specs are nothing but speculation. They are just nothing but speculation. We are we know that the company is going to be big, huge huge growth right and and that they are speculation plays so money just got out of it and they got shredded everybody they say we don't want to speculate you know their specs are merging with this company or whatever we just want to park our money safely so that's why specs got hit so bad you know right? but i guess once the money comes back to speculation high growth and all that they should get the love back the only one you know i I have, I guess, I have two. R two is the one I'm still holding because it's at base. It's wait, right. Wait, which one is it? A L T U. Wait, A R T U. No, uh, Apple Line Tango Union. Got you. All right, altitude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, it's under net value now. It's, there's no use of to selling this here because it's you can, um, you know, uh, it's basically a your uh, a net value, zero risk. So the thing with Altu is they are merging with um, the supersonic jet company, which is which is um, many years ahead of other companies, and they are uh, high growth and you know all that. But yeah, it's it's again it's it's dead That's right interesting. now. But the day the news comes, and in after hours it'll probably pop to 13, 14, and people take profit and move on. But yeah, that's the one. And I know I know there was one. Uh, She's buying what's what's her name, uh, Kathy. Yeah. All right, I've got a Kathy question for you in a second. But keep going. A O N E. All right. A O N E. Yeah. She keeps buying this. I, I need to check what the story behind it. All right. Here, here's the question of the day for you. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, Kathy Wood, Space ETF launched today, ticker ARKX. Again, get exposure to space stocks and, and some of your, your, your Kathy Wood, favorite of, of FinTwit. Of the holdings, I've got the holdings up on the screen right here. There's a couple that stand out from the crowd to me. Specifically, we'll, we'll call out this one. Where is it? Number, uh, oh, Jesus, 26. I lost it. 26, there it is. Netflix. Any connection you see with Netflix and space? I was going TV on Mars was the best I was coming up with. Somebody else in the chat said they have space documentaries. 
I, I don't know. Are they, are they are they going to launch their own satellite for movies or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are some funny ones. If you look through these holdings, there like there's a lot that makes sense. You know, like like uh, yeah, I think we had Raytheon in there and stuff like that. Like John Deere, we bought the farm the moon or something. I don't know. There's a couple where it's like, mm, don't don't totally see it. But but all right, Ripster. What what else should we should we be looking at? What what about cryptos, NFTs? In any any thoughts, opinions there? Obviously, been been hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big follower of crypto. You okay. know, I, yeah, I played NFT hype a bit. I mean, there are a few stocks there like CIDM, right? Yep. This float is big, but I guess the you know somebody the CEO said he's looking into it, and they're probably gonna maybe make another announcement, you know, like all these other runners that might run. Yep. Yeah. That has been the, the name of the game. And, yeah. and I actually have a sheet too. I'll drop this in the chat for everybody. Uh, but we asked at the end of last week, maybe on Friday, we asked the group to crowdsource stocks that, that could be some of these like, like NFT rumors, you know, dro drop the tickers in there. Mm -hmm. and, and so if anybody's interested in that, uh you know go go ahead check check it out i just put the link to the google doc in there it is an open google doc so please be respectful the first time i put it in the group chat today ever somebody deleted everything that was in there right away and i did revert it back so <laughs> there's my ask all right man uh, anything else we should be looking at on your radar etc Nothing right now. I think uh, once we get into market, um, you know, April and we get into a little trendy mar trend market, then we should get back on again. And then maybe I, I'll, I'll share more insights. Right now, I would just say, um, like I said last time, just be safe, preserve your capital. There is time to trade. There is time to, you know, um, sit on hands and, you know, and sitting on hands is also your execution. So and you can double down when when trend is your friend. Till that time, you know, it's 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 better to de-risk and save your capital. And when you're saying like sit on your hands, are, are you still watching as actively as you are, uh, as, as if you had positions on? Or is it like you wake up, you say, hey, t today's not the day. I'm going I'm to go check back in in a couple hours. Yeah, I have drawn my lines on the chart and, you know, like resistance lines and the uh, so everything right now is like this down. Right. And uh, then it is up down up down this is a consolidation kind of beer flag on most of the charts i'm looking at so until they break the resistance up and reclaim key emas i have set alerts on them so i i just look at the high level market for most of the stocks so sit when i say sit on the hand means is just either have small sizes right or not risk much you might think something reversing let's buy it's cheap cheap and then you go to the bed next day you wake up it's down again and you know that's what happened with me as well you know there's there's job there's no clear trend so that's what i mean sit on hands means trade small you know don't force any trades wait for the trend to build on long side i mean you can do short side but um, you know it, the short side time i think is gone you could have taken puts maybe then the, this all these stocks were dying maybe right now it's, even with the puts you will get stuck in chop so yep. that's what I say. I like it. And, and then we'll, we'll let you go in a minute here. I don't want to hold you all day. Um, but but uh, the, those levels, you, you said on SPY. What, what, what's the candle that we're looking for when, when April opens on Thursday? 
398. You had it there, folks. Boom. Ripster, favorite of the chat, coming on with us. I just put his Twitter account in the chat. Follow him. Again, it's, it's I think, one of the best, if not the best account out there to follow. Um, and he always graces us and comes on and hangs out, talks about the trades. Um, so, so we always appreciate you, Ripster. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. Talk soon. All right. All right, Drewski. How, how are we looking? Doing well. Hanging all in right. there. Help yourself. Doing well, doing well. I've got one last stock that I want to talk about, guys. Smash that like button, share the stream, subscribe to the channel. We're dropping ideas every day. Every day, 12 to 2 Eastern. This is our, our we call it the power hour. We, we have a soundboard, a new one. I'm just sort of... All right. Uh, none of these sounds I've heard before. I'm just seeing them all for the first time uh, live on the stream. Okay, there we go. Um, but, but all right, we also bring trade ideas. Uh, Drewski, I, I got somebody who, who asked me earlier on the show about a trade that I got into last week. I, I want to call a stock out. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up to the front of the classroom. All righty. Support.com, ticker SPRT, Sandy, Papa, Romeo, Tango. is This is like my, my, my classic Luke Jacoby you know, short the shit out of this stock type setup. Okay. I, I, this is the type of stock that I, I love to hate because I think that, that what they're doing is, is bullshit. I think that it's unfair. Like, like, like borderline criminal. No, I'm not calling them out as a criminal. That's maybe stretching it too far, but, but that I'm just trying to get my sentiment out there guys. Okay. Um, but, but, but check, check those out. Uh, support.com. Let, let's go check out their website. All right. Uh, support.com, Drew. What business do you think support.com would be in? Uh, I think like technical support. Yeah, Drew's not listening. That's fine. Okay. The, the world's home sourcing leader for customer support. So if you're a business, you need customer support help. Support.com, probably a good solution for you. Okay. I'll give them that, right? It's a, it seems like a decent business, right? It seems like there would be, be money to be made there. You know, they have some, some scalability. There's probably decent margins. Right. Okay. Fair, fair business customer support. All right. Here's a one year chart of the stock. You have the thing floating around around two bucks to 250 getting as high as right. But basically just hanging out around this, this $2 range for quite a while. And we see some weird candles on this chart. We see the stock gap up to as high as almost $9 and 50 cents from two bucks. Do the math there. It's a nice, you know, 400 ish percent run. So, so, so what happened that triggered that in support.com? I don't know if I'm going to find it easily enough. There we go. Was it go. an NFT thing? Not an NFT. Close. 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 Support.com is merging with a Bitcoin miner. So, so your oh, customer sure. support needs, again, I'm going to go back to their website right here, support.com. Merging with a Bitcoin miner, now all of a sudden this is not a, a customer support play anymore. No, they're trying to tell us they are now a, a Bitcoin play, right? We've seen all the energy that goes into Bitcoin stocks. Years ago it was uh, three-day printing stocks. We saw it with the COVID stocks. But but whenever I see these, these companies where all of a sudden their main business, that's a wash. They want you now to focus on, hey, we are a, a cryptocurrency trade. We're a crypto stock. These are the setups that, that, that I love to hit. Um, you know, I, I did this on, on the first day that we had the pop. The stock was maybe somewhere around $8 or so. We did this live on the show. We make all of our trades live on the show together every single day. Um, we, we bought the $5 puts 
um, for, for, I think it was 65 ish cents. So we're going for, for about $4.35 break even. The trade is up about 50%. We still have, have some time on it, but I am waiting for this thing to get back to $2.50. So the person who asked me, are you still betting against support.com? The answer is yes. If only on principle, I hate when companies do this. My favorite one that, that I love to hate, I love to call this one out, Kodak, ticker K-O-D-K. Kodak does this every time there's some new hot stock market thing. Kodak all of a sudden comes out and says, hey, we are no longer the camera company that, that you used to know and love. We are now the Bitcoin play or my favorite Kodak. Check this out. Stock hanging out around $2 all of a sudden said, we are your COVID play. You want exposure to COVID, COVID uh, uh, chemicals in your portfolio, COVID vaccines, COVID treatments. Look no further than Kodak, okay? That, that's what they came out and told us. Stock went to 60 bucks. That one, we hit it on the short side just like we did support.com. You see that nice little slow trickle of death. Uh, Kodak has not gotten on the hype train for NFTs yet. So, so maybe Kodak will, will become an NFT play. And if it does, you, you know you, you can come to, to this stream, uh, and I will go ahead and, and hit Kodak on the short side. We'll, we'll do it together. We'll have some fun. We'll pick out the strikes. We'll pick out the time horizons, and, and, and we'll be ready to go. Whew. All right, I want to buy some calls on Kodak. I feel like it's only a matter of time before they <laughs> announce that. I, I was sort of thinking that as well. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, all right, may, maybe Kodak is is the play, right? Like, like maybe I buy the pop into the NFT announcement, which I do not know is happening. I'm not putting that out there into the rumor sphere at all. But but maybe you hit it in, into the long, um, and, and then, you know, uh, we, we hit it short. I'm saying if Kodak goes NFT, Luke's eats a roll of old school film. Yes, may, maybe I will, will go ahead and do that. We'll, we'll have to see. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Like the stream. Uh, pre preview of what's coming up, guys. I'm going to go over the trade ideas that we had on this show today. Um, so, so we'll do that before we hop off real quick. And then we are going to be doing crypto. I see Catherine Ross hanging out. Been seeing a crypto editor. Uh, so she's going to be doing our crypto show in just a second here. Talk, talking about what the heck is going on with the crypto market. I saw Bitcoin nearing 60K this morning. Is my Voyager Digital? We did a nice deep dive on Voyager Digital this morning. Okay, stocks hanging out. Come on, let's get some new all-time highs. Voyager Digital. We'll, we'll get moving there. Um, tomorrow, we're, we're gonna, I've got a couple new ideas I'm bringing to the table tomorrow. Re recapping today, uh, Trimble ticker TRMB. Did I do that right, Drewski? That is correct. All right, Trimble. That's a stock that I bought today. Check out the chart. Technically, it looks pretty good. It's now the number one holding in the new Kathy Wood ETF. Uh, buying it on a swing trade, some speculation. It could get some energy breakout on that chart. We'll see. Uh, PayPal, that's another one I put on the watch list. Uh, guest number one, Alan Trindle today. Uh, FDX, FedEx, Baba, those are two stocks that he is long. Ripster threw, it, threw us a couple tickers, ticker AMPG, ticker LVGO. Somebody out there in, in Zinger Nation, put these tickers in the chat. Help your fellow Zingers out there. If, if you're watching the show, you are a part of Zinger Nation. Um, uh, and I think that gets us through the, the ideas. And if anybody can figure out why Kathy Wood bought uh, uh, Netflix in her space ETF, you know, please, please let me know. It's powerhouraratbenzinga.com. You want to get in touch with me, it's Twitter or powerhouraratbenzinga.com. Uh, Leslie's, we'll talk about Leslie's tomorrow. We'll talk about Ford tomorrow. I've got a couple other trade ideas to talk about tomorrow. But I think that pretty much takes us to the end of two hours, Mr. Drew. My voice is run out. Good stuff. Yeah, my throat's been killing. But uh, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed every second of it. And uh, can't, can't wait to be back on soon. 
we'll definitely be watching what happens with bank stocks, what happens with all this crypto, NFT. You guys know the place to be. Zinger Nation, Power Hour. There we go. I like it. And, and joke winner of the day, every day this week, four-day week, joke winner of the day, person who puts the funniest thing in the chat, getting a free Benzinger Pro. Alex, your Netflix space joke, that, that was the winner today. I've, I've got a long list of my favorite jokes of the day on here. Come back tomorrow if you did not pick the joke of the day. All right, let, let, let's rip it. I'm going to bring pr- producer Aaron onto the stream. Uh, oh, there he is. Aaron, hello, we ready to roll into crypto? What's up, everyone? We are, we are. Let's get it going. All right. Can you do that? I don't know how. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to remove you and then add Catherine. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.